I made a mistake recently, James. I went and typed the word heterophobia into Twitter. Into what? Into Twitter. Did people reply because of that? No. I didn't post anything about heterophobia. I just wanted to see what the general consensus is about this real issue that I am absolutely guilty of because I personally hate straight people. You personally hate what? Straight people. Mm. The heteros, if you will. And like like the just the top post on the on the issue of heterophobia is that at Rod Stars says my sister thinks there's no such thing as heterophobia. Or racism against white people. Please game end me. And I'm like, I'm so sorry for your loss. That you would have such a woke sister is really embarrassing. Honestly. Where do you land on the issue of heterophobia? Are you as equally afraid of the straights as I am? Yeah, I think I'm probably heterophobic too. Like, why wouldn't you be? Being straight sucks, first of all. Right. Uh, no, I'm straight, and it sucks. Like, I've had straight roommates, and I've had gay roommates. With straight roommates, we do things like watch Game of Thrones and play Smash Brothers. This weekend, or yeah. uh, not this weekend, it would have been Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. Uh, my one of my roommate, one of my temporary roommates, just casually had an orgy here. That happened. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you go? No, I was invited though. But like you were invited, but you didn't go. I am currently. Well, now I've boxed myself into a situation where I have to admit that I'm seeing someone. <laughs> Did you not want to talk about that? <laughs> eh, it's. It's a complicated scenario, and I don't have a broad enough picture of how to describe sure. it You're yet. in a complicated situation that I, didn't allow you to be a part of this, uh, this orgy. Yes. That uh, sucks. It, it did. It sounds like, you know. <laughs> it was heartbreaking to me because I'm like, damn, I would have loved to go to an orgy. because, But that's what living with uh, a bunch of gays is has been like, is just like walking by a door and just hearing full-blown sex happening in the other room and nobody giving a damn. Yeah. That is the world that I'm in, which was a dramatic shift because, like, I have never in my entire life actually invited a guy besides Colton, but, like, that's a conversation for an entire other show. Uh, <laughs> I've never invited a guy over to my house. I've never done that. I invited a dude over to the next-door neighbor's abandoned garage because the house had been abandoned for you years <laughs> so we fucked in this garage next door because i didn't want to i want, didn't want this guy in my house like yeah, ever okay. ever uh so that or this time just, just in your ass or this was awful of me <laughs> this was so fucking weird uh i invited a guy over to my apartment in laramie and i'm like I wasn't comfortable having them inside, so we fucked in my SUV in the parking lot. Uh, and that was a thing that happened. And I'm like, hmm. and now looking back on it, I'm like, ugh. No wonder I was single. I was so fucking, I was such a fucking hot mess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is Rexcast. 
home of home of casual heterophobia and sex and gay sex jokes. Uh, I've got a whole lineup of shit that I got to talk about. Got to get off my chest this week (laughs) about fucking Macy's. And also, I went to this really weird Christmas party. Uh, Yeah. Oh my god, that was an experience. Well, just like describe how the last two weeks have been. Six days ago, I was using my phone at work at Macy's. I use my phone a lot with the Macy's app to do various tasks. Uh, Very helpful. I set the phone down, and it is fucking vanished off the face of the earth, which wouldn't be a huge issue typically, except I, A, had no fucking money to replace it with, and B, one of my major sources of money is an app that I run on my phone. So that was a nightmare. So I ended up having to bum money off a bunch of people to get the cheapest phone at Cricket. But... But it works for your app? It does. And it also runs Oreo, which is neat. There's all sorts of neat Android features that I'm not used to that are, like, all over the place. Like, picture-in-picture for all sorts of apps. That's nice. Now, you say Oreo, but did you mean Oreo? You're going to force me to put that fucking meme in the goddamn show thumbnail. Thanks. I gotta go... I love... I gotta go find that meme, but all I know how to do is type in ori re 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 I'm sure it'll be the first, <laughs> the first result. Uh, but like that was I um uh-huh. I listened vaguely to, to what you were sh- talking about, but like my brain was still stuck on what we were talking about and heterophobia. Okay, and so I was thinking, <laughs> I'm 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 with I you was... for this journey. <laughs> I was thinking that we should create, we should create a, a heterophobic hate group. A heterophobic hate group. That's called Antifa. Yeah, we could, obviously, we could call it Hey Hey Hey. <laughs> <laughs> is that, and what is does, that in bad taste? <laughs> what does the Hey 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 stand for? I'm missing part of. I love it, but I'm pretty sure I'm missing part of the joke. Well. Like instead of the KKK, it's oh, K-K-K. okay. Yeah. I am not one hundred percent sober, so that part of it flew over my head. But I like it. I'm on okay. board with it. And I'm uh, gonna register the, the org. Is heyheyhey.org taken? Heyheyhey.org. Because if it's not, I'm making. Yes, it's not. Okay. All right. So the first meeting That's is gonna a project. be on third. The third um, Sunday of every month, and you just you just go you just go outside and yell, "I hate the straights," and that's the that's the whole meeting. Wow, that would be in really poor taste. Oh shit, that's a yeah, bad pretty joke. Poor taste. Don't actually do it. <laughs> yes. like it should not go past what we. <laughs> just five seconds um, of processing. I'm like, no, I shouldn't do any of this. Yeah. Because I started taking the joke further, and it became... Yeah. It was pro- it was like already in bad taste. <laughs> oh, but it's about That's the straights, so like, who really gives a fuck? Yeah, right? Um, but I, but on the opposite end of the things that terrify me about straight people, uh, I had a terrifying experience at a party that I was invited okay. to 
that and I was A, and well, I was informed by my date friend, we'll call them right now, that it was really naive of me to go to this party invited by a hot older gay daddy type uh, and not expect to get felt up. And I'm going to talk about that whole situation on another show. Needless to say, he was correct, but a lot of other things happened too. Okay. Like, at first I walked in and there was a greyhound in the living room. And the, the, this, there's this huge living room. There's a, tea, there's a giant Christmas tree impeccably designed and, like, decorated and it's gorgeous. And I'm already smelling white money all over the room. And I keep count seeing greyhounds. And at first I feel like I'm just seeing the same dog throughout the house. Uh, that wasn't the case. There were ten there. Well, there were nine greyhounds and one black lab. Okay, so the show notes are wrong. (laughs) Yes, because those were typed at the party. Like, as things were happening. And then when... You corrected yourself later on. The point where the show notes end is where I suck the guy's dick after having some drinks. And I haven't drank in, like, eight months. Like, I don't drink ever. Uh, and so I sucked this guy's dick and then went downstairs and I didn't like mouthwash or anything. I want to be very clear about this. I go downstairs and I sit down with his son and I start smoking out of his son's bong. And in the back of my head, I'm like, ha ha ha, I just sucked your dad's dick. Like just the whole time I'm giggling about it in the back of my head. Is that weird? Mm Mm-hmm. It's probably someone's fetish, though. Yeah, definitely is. Like, I don't know what part of it specifically is what they get off on, but <laughs> the entire scenario, that's someone's thats someone's fetish. But then this really hot guy walks up on me, introduces himself as the partner of so-and-so. And I don't know fucking anyone at this place, so I'm like, yeah, sure, that makes a lot of sense, sure. Uh, come to find out, and I hate to be, like, this sort of person... This guy is an 11 out of 10. He's fucking... It's either he's fucking gorgeous as hell or he's wearing camo pants and that's always, like, flipped a switch for me, so... <laughs> like, because you like I was raised, camo pants? Because I was raised in Wyoming and rednecks turn me on, James. It's a fucking problem. <laughs> Especially when I try to date them and they say stupid shit about trans people. And then I have to, like... Yeah, I really... Stop. I really... I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand your fetish for gay cowboys. I, but it's always been a thing. I would feel like you'd specifically like dislike that if no, anything. Not no. at all. <laughs> Probably some deeper seated issues there that I don't want to think about. Anyways, this guy is so fucking attractive to me, maybe not to everyone, but to me, that I want to fucking die on the spot. And the whole time I'm just trying to sit in the corner and like not talk to anyone. But like after a while, the guy who invited me over there was like, go fucking talk to people. And I'm like, okay. Uh, So I start going and talking to people. And this is one of the guys who starts interacting with me. And I'm drinking a cream soda, which is like, I. I guess people don't understand to not fucking bring up someone's drink at a party because, like, I'm not an alcoholic and I don't drink. Like, those are two separate issues 
I just don't like alcohol and typically. Right. And I love soda. So I'm drinking a cream soda. And this guy starts asking me about soda. And I'm like, yeah, here, this is soda. Uh, and then I mm, follow soda up. Soda yum. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yep, this is a soda. And that could be a really touchy subject to someone asking them why they're drinking a soda. They could be an alcoholic and not want to fucking talk about it. But okay. And then when he, I guess at this point he realizes I'm not an alcoholic. And he must default to one of the only things he knows how to talk about. Because I shit you not, this motherfucker starts talking about craft beer for like five minutes straight. <laughs> while I just sort of nod my head. I have no fucking idea anything he's talking about. He's naming a bunch of breweries and bars in Denver. And I had literally just said I moved here from Wyoming three months ago. I'm a bad listener when I don't know what you're talking about. And so he's just naming Colorado beers and breweries and bars. And mm. like, I don't know where any, I know where daddy's bar is. I don't even know if that's what it's called. I think that's what it's called. I go there. I've had a couple drinks with my roommates and I feel really out of place. Uh, and I want to die. So I don't go out to bars. And I've, ne I've been to a gay club once. And that was yeah. like terrifying and i was drunk and then i got spanked on stage it was my birthday <laughs> that happened um so the camo pants got your attention but it was the nicktoon shirt that got you hard it's like what really he wasn't wearing together. a nicktoon shirt i was wearing the nicktoon shirt oh that's what got his attention james okay. yeah no he had a lot to say about it no james is like reading my notes from the night yeah uh no i'm wearing this nicktoon shirt that has nickelodeon written in Kat katakana on it i thought it was cute at work and i decided to scan it to see how much it was worth apparently it had been sitting mm -hmm. in a back room for a full year so the system had discounted oh. the item down to down to like 85% off and it was $7.80. Dang, Dang, nice, like, yeah. Nice t-shirt. It has like 90s Nicktoons on it. It's dope. I'm into it. Uh, I yeah. buy it. I also bought a shirt with the classic PlayStation logo on it. Real cool. Anyways, I wear the Nicktoon shirt to the party and everyone in the room is a millennial or a boomer. or There were real, no real Gen Xers in there, like, right? So like, really? it was just... Okay. Like, there was those two I guess groups. It's like an adult-ish party. Um, yeah. And so everyone that was like in my age group gravitated towards the shirt and was like, that's super fucking cool. Uh, and at a certain point, I stopped listening because I'd also done like four dabs in my car before I went in to fucking like deal with other human beings because I'm a mess. Yeah. So I tune out, and then I look at the floor, and I realize that I'm surrounded by dog beds. Like, I, I could see, like, eight of them from where I was standing. And I don't know why I wrote that down specifically or why it stood out to me so much. I mean, that's a lot of dogs. That's a lot of greyhounds, They're so fucking big and skinny. And in yeah. the dark, when I don't have my glasses on, those motherfuckers look like Silent Hill dogs. Oh, I just speak like here's an anecdote of living with me that just occurred to me. I didn't put this on the list, but like this is a thing that happened that made me want to kill myself. Uh, I have night terrors. I haven't had one in a long time. 
But when okay. I start getting really stressed out, they start happening. And I had one during, like, the week of Christmas, like, uh, where I find myself dreaming about being chased by giant purple wasps. Ugh. Watching too much Brave Wilderness? I don't watch that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. I avoid anything insect-related. Mm, okay. Spider-Man is the most. <laughs> um, I wake up on the floor of the living room, which is downstairs from my bedroom, screaming. And the guy I described at the beginning of the episode rushes up with the guy he's been playing with at the time that this happens. Okay. They're downstairs having the hooply hoop. Right, right. And touching, I shut, touching D's. I shut the whole thing down with manic screaming from the living room with me huddled on the ground. And the only thing I remember after waking up is just these two naked dudes helping me off the floor. And they're <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> and I'm a potato person. So, like, I'm just like, okay, I just interrupted them during sex. I am also naked because I sleep in the nude, typically, uh, unless it gets really cold. So, I'm down there in my potato best, and, like, I am in the best shape I've been in in a long time, and I still have a fucking long way to go. So, like, I'm just, like, wanting to crawl up inside myself during this moment. And that's how stressed out Macy's was making me. Like That's not like an all-the-time thing, is it? No, it's just the fucking holidays. The first two yeah, months, okay. I really enjoy. I was able to, like, they're basically, like, you're given a department. My departments are activewear and outerwear. And it is my responsibility for those two areas. I don't have a manager except one who, show, who does rounds. Like, eh. Like, what, I'll see them once every two hours, right? Right. Mostly left to my own devices. So, like, I get to do one of two things during my shift. One of three things happen during my shift. And different amounts. Sometimes it's all of one or none of the none of the others. But it's, I'd either operate the register and check customers out, which has been a lot lately. And this is where most of these altercations I'm about to talk about happen. Or I do recovery, which is going around my two departments. And I mostly ignore outerwear and leave that toward for other employees. Because I share that with the Levi's people. So I mostly do outerwear, uh, activewear, so I know where most of that stuff goes. So I put things away, I fold things, I make things look pretty. I like doing that. Uh, I like setting projects and accomplishing them throughout the day. It makes me feel like I'm getting yeah. things done at work. That's what no, I really I, I, enjoy I, doing. Uh, and then there's fulfillment, which is fun out for a little while each day, where online orders come into the system and then are put in a list. I go through that list of items, pick the ones that I think I can find, I print them out, and I do a scavenger hunt for those throughout the store. That's what I need my phone for. That was what I was using my phone <coughs> for that the day I lost it. Um, I, I've been there. I've specifically had my phone stolen, and it sucks. It's just like, why are people shitty? Like, and it's, I don't know what they... Like, okay, either my phone has been stolen... Or it's under, like, the store is still admittedly kind of a disaster, though I haven't been there in three days. But the store is a disaster. Maybe it's lost among my among the clothes and menswear. I, like, but if it is stolen, 
I've got it hooked up to like that whole Google reset bullshit. Like it can't mm-hmm. be reset without my password. And nobody's made an attempt on my account yet. So there's still hope that my nice $300 phone will show up. Uh, but yeah, like one, th- here's one thing that happened. Like, uh, so it's either the day after black Friday or the day after that. And I have a huge line at activewear, which almost never happens. Um, I don't usually have to run more than three people at a time in a line, but the lines wrapping mm-hmm. around and this woman gets to the front. She's holding a Jersey, which the Broncos jerseys are locked up. So someone has to get them down. Um, and she walks up to me and she goes, hi, can you pull this down off that rack for me? In addition to ringing up all of this other stuff. No, there was nothing to ring up. She just wanted that off the rack. She had stood it in line for this express purpose. And here's where the breakdown between me and her happened. Here's where the beef started. Um, so I stop, look at the line behind her, and then look to my left. And I noticed my buddy Ahmed. Ahmed is really dedicated to his job and sells a whole lot of credit cards and because he does that our department makes its goals and i don't have to (laughs) because i make no attempt to sell credit cards really like i I bring it up if the customer is enthusiastic i follow it up if they if they say no i move on i don't make any say i don't make i don't make any sort of push because it makes me uncomfortable you don't pester someone about it yeah he does, but, like, whatever. He, no, we get paid every time we do, do it, that. so I get it. <laughs> I just know that you and I, were not those types of people. <laughs> I'm not. So I see Ahmed, and he, he had, and I noticed he just wrapped up with a customer in the same area that this is. So I go, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I do have a huge line, so I can't get away right now. My buddy Ahmed right over there is perfectly capable of... Uh, not perfectly capable. I say my my buddy Ahmed over there would be perfectly happy to help you. Um, and when you're ready, just come up to the register and I'll be happy to check you out. That was my tone. That may not have been the exact right. words, but like I was basically like, hey, I wish cool. I could. I've got a huge line. And you could be bad. helped immediately and then I can immediately help the next person. Instead of right. halting everyone's day... To help you. And this whole process right. would have taken me at least five minutes while leaving everyone in line. So I'm like, my friend, but Ahmed is Middle Eastern. And the only reason I bring this up was because of what happened after I said that and pointed to him and said, Ahmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her face looked like she smelled shit. Okay. And she goes, and she sort of sucks on her tongue for a second and basically got pissed off at me and saying, you know what, this is a very good customer service. Um, you've made me feel unwanted and unwelcome here. And then storms over to Ahmed with this look on her face. So I can't say for sure that it was a racism issue, but that's surely what it fucking felt like to me. Let's just take this at, like, face value, right? The idea that Sorry, I moved my mic away for some reason. Um, the idea that she felt unwanted, right? People need to fucking learn how to not be sensitive. <laughs> like, I I think that's, like, a part of the reason of this outrage thing is that they want to seem sensitive, right, for other people. And I get it. 
And I think there are times and places, but I think some people are super sensitive about that and they get butt hurt. And I don't think it's I don't think it's a sensitivity thing. You don't think so? I think it's an entitlement thing. It's an entitlement thing because they feel like that I, as a retail worker, because I got other ex- I got another example of this same bullshit okay. uh, in the notes. So they think they're entitled to not only my time, but they're entitled to me smiling at them. They're entitled to, to right. that part of that energy from me. And no one's fucking entitled to that. I find that most customers are deserving of my respect in that moment. And that is what I give them. I don't give them the friendly, happy, like, cool version of me. Until, like, they've given me some indication that they're, like, dope. Right. Uh, She was not that, obviously. But this other person, she walks up to me and before saying hi, before greeting me in any way, without even just a hello. Most people just say hello and uh, I'm ready to check out and they start putting their things. And that's fine. If the first words out of your mouth are demands about coupons, you're going to put me in a bad place. But she didn't just open up with that. She also said uh, something about another register and not being able to do this coupon. And that that register directed them to me. And that was what happened, actually. This lady saw my face react to that information, which is annoying because there are no coupons that not every register can run and any spe- and any coupon that comes out like that we get a barcode for we also get a, a short code like black friday was blk fri you type that oh. in you get a di- you get you get discounts on things that aren't typically that aren't all marked that that discount would work right? right you just throw it at the transaction and let the customer know what hit what missed uh and that's what i did so I don't know why she couldn't have operated the coupon herself other than trying to get this, because it was a huge transaction, other than to get the transaction out of their hair, which was what upset me. So I frowned for half a second, and in that half a second, I go, oh, this isn't the customer's fault. But then she starts making demands about the coupon. Mm. and I, I, Well, she did that first, and then she saw my face and goes, wow, that's really unprofessional. You're making me another. You're making me feel really at home here. You're making me feel like really valued here, and I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, ma'am. And I didn't say another damn fucking word to her the whole transaction. That wasn't my typical script where I'm like, okay, please run, please insert your card and follow the prompts that appear. No prompts may appear on the screen while I bag your items, and then I just fucking ignored her while she said more berating shit. Like it was. It was an enough of an emotional, like, attack on me that I had to, like, tag my manager who was nearby, like, in to run the register for 15 minutes. Because, like, I just got overloaded with the old version of my reactions, like, in high school, mm-hmm. where this sort of shit would have just been, like, untenable. I would have responded in such an explosive way, I would have lost my job. Right. So, like, I had to, like, stop that version of me from, like, becoming a thing and, like, remove myself for a minute. Or I was like, okay, I'm fine now. Uh, But, like, I'm going to interview my mom about what it was like in prison. Uh, But just just, here's a a whole thing I'm going to talk to her about. But my remembering of the event was that her roommate accused my mother of smearing shit all over her bed or things, one or the other. And my mom was placed in solitary confinement for like six weeks or something. Jeez. I didn't hear from my mom for like 
a hot minute, and it was weird. Uh, I, so whatever the actual... I can promise you, growing up with this woman, that there's a lot of crazy bullshit that she is capable of doing. Yeah. Smearing feces on anything is not on that list. So, like... <laughs> It wasn't like Orange is the New Black. I can say that. Right. And I watched regular... Sh- this This was more in 2016 than... Um, or 2017 than, than this year. But I also watched regular show all of the seasons, like one through eight, like four or five or six times. <laughs> like, I would just have it on to go to sleep. Do you think I would... Because I've never... I've never really interacted with that on any level. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would resonate with me like that? Do you think I should Regular give it a show? shot? Where where would I watch that? Um, it's on Hulu. All of it's, it's on, on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Okay, I'll give I'll give it's the first. Really I'll give it a, I would say. Let me make a note of that. Otherwise, I'll forget. I really like all of it. Some people specifically think seasons one through three were the best. Some people. I'm not think, one of those kind of people. Some people think it's. But season four was where the show really picked up, and I kind of am in that camp. Um, but season one through three, you really have like the character development stuff. If you're not really enjoying it from like season one, episode one, after watching like three or four episodes, you're like, eh, I don't know if I'm into this. Try it from season four, episode one, and give that a few more episodes. It's just like it, it is a kid's show at the same time. Uh-huh. But it's... Well, yeah, but, like, I'm more than capable of interacting with a kid's show. Okay. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is still my shit. And, like, I loved it as a kid for a lot of reasons. As an adult, I can see a lot more... Like, there's a difference between something that was made for kids and is bad and is, for mar- and is exclusively for marketing purposes. And then you have those things, those projects where, like, you it cool, it's for that, obviously, because it's a kid's product. But, like, there's also another dimension to that. Right. That's what regular show feels like. And it's really a love letter to all the things that J.G. Quinto loved growing up. You know, like, old video games and all these weird video Laserdisc and Betamax and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds exactly like the sort of shit I would enjoy, actually. He's, he's a huge nerd, and it's a story about two slackers, like... I think if you have ever considered yourself a slacker, it can be very uh, relatable. My entire philosophy in high school <laughs> was that nothing was worth more than sixty percent of my effort until I was until I decided I enjoyed doing it. Right. And like the only thing I enjoyed doing was podcasting and producing like Ke- Kelly Walsh like news mm-hmm. for a- for AV. So like, I get it. I can identify with a with a good slacker. Yeah. Well, and I think we're good for this episode. I think we've gotten everything we want to say for the year off topic. our chest. Oh, oh. I have one more topic. Oh. And I think we should talk about just one. But, like, what's one thing out of 2018 where you're like, fuck you, 2018? Oh, shit. We're going to go. Oh, shit. shit what, something. I think Fallout 76 and just Bethesda, how Bethesda handled it is one of the big ones. And it got fucking worse. Yeah. It's like, like everything they did, it's just been a disaster. Like, like okay. The first thing I have written down, because I did write some things down, was they gave out the first three games for free. That's great, but those yeah. games aren't 
really good outside of an aesthetic or artistic. Like, it, they don't... Or nostalgic. Yeah, they don't conform to modern game mechanics and are difficult to play if you're not a retro gamer. Right. Uh, like, that's just how it is. And but, but it's not like Bethesda was selling, co- like, boatloads of copies of these games at all. So, like, it costs them nothing. And right. I feel it means nothing. Like uh, Yeah. It's like if Steam was like, oh, yeah, um... Here's here's Half-Life 2.876 and it comes with Portal for free. It's like okay. Like we all already have Portal. You've given this to us <laughs> to you've given this to us for free before. Like thanks, I guess. <laughs> and like okay, if that had been the end of the Fallout 76 Bethesda saga except for Fallout 76 updates and gets better, that'd be fine. But then they they were like, okay, we're going to release this rum, and it's $80, right? Yeah. $80 rum at a liquor store comes in a glass bottle. Yeah. Uh, the the bottles that the, 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 at least the outer shell of the bottle, from what I understand, it's an $80 bottle of rum that comes in a shell that looks like a Nuka-Cola bottle that is made of plastic, and people feel duped. And then the other thing that happened was that loot boxes are in the code. They're referenced in the code along with mechanics that are pay to win. Like you can buy loot boxes and they would come with EXP boost, stat boost, whatever. So like there's that. But like none of that is all bubbled into fruition yet. Like I want to like I still want to see like what actually happens when those $80 rum bottles like get to people and the YouTubers start talking. Oh, (laughs) we I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode, but people did get canvas bags. Uh, Just they were just influencers. (laughs) So like that's just another (laughs) fucking thing to add to the garbage fire. It's such a slow burn. Uh... Now, at first when you said that the the plastic the rum was in a plastic container i was like well that was just the outside it was just the plastic shell what was the alcohol also in a a plastic bottle see that's the part that i'm unclear on yeah okay here's the here it is the plastic the bottle pictured above is actually a plastic shell that goes over the bottle beneath complaint customers have also complained that it's difficult to pour the rum with the shell on so apparently people do have these in their hands and they're not impressed by them. So that's great. That's great. I had actually considered buying this for the bottle. Mm-hmm. But not anymore. No, absolutely not. I'm willing to pay $80 for a cool thing. I don't give a fuck about the alcohol yeah. in it. Like, I think statues and statuettes are cool. That happened out of Fallout 76 that wasn't a disappointment. The gameplay was Fallout 4. That's not mm-hmm. a disappointment, but it's still, like, okay. Well, and another thing that bugs me is, like, I'm not allowed to talk about these negatives in front of or where people who like the game. I'm not allowed to ta- I'm not allowed to, s- to voice these criticisms because, and I quote, they're, in, like, they say they're enjoying, I'm enjoying myself, I'm having fun with it, and I'm like, That's okay, cool. that doesn't mitigate my criticism i like shit movies (laughs) or that doesn't yeah it doesn't invalidate my opinion or criticism especially my criticisms of the anti-consumer behavior that bethesda has displayed uh, with the game 
Well, the Fallout 76 subreddit is complaining that YouTubers are the problem, that YouTubers are making the game look bad, and that YouTubers and games journalists are hurting the Fallout 76 community. I like all of those the 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 the, the posts related to that have all been taken down basically at this point the dramatic ones but like the consensus was that youtubers are just doing it for views and that if do, talking about the game positively got them views that everyone would be talking about the game positively but i'm like that ignores so fucking much all right here's my hot take about that i think there's an amount of what they have like what they have to say is not 100 percent wrong um, I think that there's an amount of trust that a lot of people put into YouTubers for buying games. I think that people don't think for themselves enough. I think part of that problem is because of demos, and we talked about that. Like, there's just not as many demos out, and so we rely on other people to tell us what a game is. You know, we well um, the 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 role of the demo has been delegated to the let's player. Right. Exactly. I don't think it's the YouTuber's fault. I think that Fallout 76 has been a fairly big disaster. Like, they, they, they ban people from modding and, and demand a, uh, an essay to be unbanned for pretty harmless things. But, you know, just because, like, cheat checkers, you know, mod checkers mm -hmm. have, have yeah. flagged a user. Which, I get it. I understand. But... Like, if that's how it's going to, like, it makes me think, maybe there's not going to be private servers. If there are private servers, are we going to be allowed to have mods? Like, Yes, there, there, there are, I have sources that say, yes, there will be private servers. And the reason there will be private servers is specifically for mod support. But I'm almost willing to bet that the mod support that the game, the shape of that that's going to happen, uh, for it to work in a cohesive manner and for it to be... This is the way I'd like it to be executed in the way it sounds like it might be. But for server-wide mods that modify gameplay, something like the sim settlement sort of thing, although that probably won't happen, stuff like that requires deeper access to everyone who's playing the game for it to be working for everyone. So there will probably be server-side mods, and so there probably won't be anything like the Nexus. It'll probably be all managed by the Bethesda mod systems. Mm. And there will probably be paid mods. Like, actual paid mods. Probably be monetized. But whatever. As long as, like, they only take, like, a 30% cut. I really don't... Like, the whole concept of everyone getting angry about paid mods uh, strikes to me largely as entitled. Because if we could put together a system in which modders got paid, like, I pay them, I would absolutely pay nineteen ninety nine for, like, sim settlements, right? Sure. And if Bethesda took thirty a thirty percent cut of nineteen ninety nine instead of fun bucks and just charged you what it's worth, uh, and the modders got a cut like a la the Apple model, I honestly think that thirty would be too much. I think that Bethesda should. That's only the take standard. 15. That's the standard among app stores. So like that's where I came up with that number. I think fifteen percent would be still have. Oh, enough. absolutely, but Bethesda, like, Bethesda wouldn't be really that generous. doing anything except for. Yeah, except for hosting the files. Right. It's like, they already made a game that people bought. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we'll probably see something in that shape. Because that's also the only way for a server, per a person who operates the server themselves, like the head of that server, it's the only way for them 
to be 100% sure that mods they don't want in their in their their community's game to be there. It's the only way is to for it to be server end instead of player. And it's like the reason that you and I talk about this is not cuz we're like man, fuck Bethesda, fuck Fallout 76 like those things are going to be no we want these things to be good we i love fallout so much that i have the intention of getting a fallout tattoo in the next year like this fallout 76 has not ruined my love of the franchise right but it's kind of ruined my love of bethesda like this is a brand that you know like a a company that i've like enjoyed and and semi-respected even with their previous glitchy games like you know i've always had fun and I really wanted. I've appreciated to buy Bethesda, it. and that's about right. it. Sure, but it's like they've they've had a lot of games that were fairly influential on what I like since then. You know, like Oblivion and Skyrim and Fallout Three mm-hmm. and New Vegas, like Fallout Four. Even I, I really enjoyed that game. But we'll see. Well, here's well, some 76, bullshit. What? Here's here's where my fuck you Bethesda started. Okay. Fallout set Fallout New Vegas was produced by Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And Obsidian yes. was told you have to reach X Metacritic score. I think it was Metacritic. Oh, X, yeah. You have to reach X Metacritic score to get another Fallout game from us. They were one point shy, and Bethesda said, nope. And they didn't give the company the time or monetary resources to produce a game that would have gotten that one extra point. And I think that I think Fallout New Vegas really got the the Zelda treatment from the fans, you know? Like, mm-hmm. at the time of release, everyone's like, oh, the fuck is this? Like, why, why why, did you give us this? And then, over time, there were people who were like, no, 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 this game's, like, really good. Like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, this game's pretty fun and has, like, some really I can't cool think of stuff. a better, like, I literally can't think of a better Western. Right. And like as a video game, actually as like a, a Western period, Fallout New Vegas is my favorite Western ever made, and like as a narrative, it's a Western. It's it's a fun Western story, uh, certainly better than Red Dead Redemption, uh, plot wise. Uh, so like, like, I even enjoy those, and I agree. But it's fine that Bethesda's fucking around. Like, I don't really care what Bethesda does with the property anymore because I've arrived at this point where I have removed Bethesda's ownership in my personal mind from the franchise. Like, everything they add, sure, that's canon. Mostly, except for some of the shit they changed in 76. I'm ignoring that. Uh, We're getting Fallout Cascadia, Fallout, Fallout 4 New Vegas. Like, we're getting... A right. Fallout set in Miami, a Fallout set it's in... It's not like Fallout fans don't have something else that they can be doing if they want to be doing something else. And a lot of it is, like, actually, like, not only just getting made. Like, if you guys haven't, go check out the Fallout Miami YouTube channel. Uh, they post almost monthly updates of content that is going into the game. Uh, they've posted, like, four or five music tracks that are dope. Like, just what, this is an example of something they're adding to this game. Uh, they're gonna be lifeguard robots with little inner tubes. The inner tubes are pointless because they're giant. They're just protectrons with an inner tube. It's not like they're gonna float. Uh, but they're funny. Uh, ghouls in swimsuits. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, sharks. Uh, they, they, there's gonna no, not a shark. It's an alligator deathclaw thing. <laughs> 
Okay. And as a person from Florida, like, that's a thing I've not only thought about, but terrifies me. Uh, so, yeah. Give, definitely go check out the Fallout, Fallout Miami YouTube channel. But, yeah. I'm out of things to say this episode. I've talked too much. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about that real quick. But uh, I hope... <laughs> I hope everyone has a happy new year. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone.